Best of Times, live from 710 Keel Studios in Shreveport, Louisiana, celebrating age and maturity, helping you make the best years of your life the best they can be. The Best of Times, your host, Gary Kaligas. Good morning, radio listeners. I'm Gary Kaligas, the publisher of The Best of Times, the only news magazine and radio show for mature adults in northwest Louisiana. Thank you for tuning in to our show today and also thanking those who might be listening via the Internet at www.710keel.com. Also thanking those who might be listening via the Keel application on their Apple and Android devices. We do thank AARP Louisiana neighbors, Sunning Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer, for being the exclusive sponsors of this radio show to provide you with beneficial information each and every Saturday morning. In just a few minutes, we're going to learn about a local organization that which helps persons and their family members with dementia and Alzheimer's. So stay tuned to this show for some very beneficial information for you and your loved ones. It is Saturday, July the 17th, and we are broadcasting our show from the studio of News Radio 710 Keel at Town Square Media Station here in Shreveport, Louisiana. However, today's show is not live. It has been pre-recorded, so we will be unable to accept calling questions and comments from our loyal radio listeners. Now that we have the three vaccines for the COVID-19, it's going to be up to you to make that decision to get that vaccine in the coming weeks and months. Hopefully these vaccines and other precautions will help us get the world back to normal as soon as possible. Be sure to pick up the July issue, the best of times, in one of our 270 distribution locations. Thank you for the many compliments about our magazine. We do appreciate hearing from you. Remember, if you're unable to find a copy of one of our 270 distribution locations, do visit our website at www.thebestoftimesnews.com to view current and past issues, as well as to uh, view and download the 2021 Silver Pages Senior Resource Directory. In addition, you can listen to previously broadcast shows of the Best of Times Radio Hour. Speaking of the July issue, the Best of Times, I've had many people contact our office and let me know that this issue was a very popular issue and there are very few copies available at our distribution location. We're sorry about this. It was available on July the 1st and now it's July the 17th. So again, if you're unable to find a printed copy, you can always go to our website to view it and download it from thebestoftimesnews.com. We'll be right back with more information, but now we're from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana and ABS Sending Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary Kaligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Welcome back to our show, The Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana and Ebers, Tending Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Kaligas. I do thank you for taking time and listening to our show today. Joining me on my show are two special guests. is Ms. Paulette Freeman, who is Executive Director of The Bridge 
the Alzheimer's Resource Center. And joining us is also Dr. Elizabeth Desbro. Is it Desbro or Desbro? Mm -hmm. Desbro, yep. Desbro. Okay, sometimes I rebaptize people and change (laughs) their name. And both of them are on our show to give us some information about their organization, The Bridge, and how it can assist patients and family members throughout our area that who might have Alzheimer's or dementia. So thank you, Paulette. And thank you, Doc, for joining us today here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. Thank you for having us. So, uh, again, I'm going to tell my listeners a little, a little disclaimer. Uh, they've been big supporters of the Best of Times for many years through all their name changes and all their activities. And, and likewise, we've been big supporters of them to try to educate our listeners and readers of the Best of Times, as well as in Silver Pages, our most popular publication for the past 19 years, uh, about this organization that was founded, God, many years ago, right? Yes. uh, We were originally called the Alzheimer's Agency of Shreveport and Bossier, and it was in 2007. So we've renamed ourselves uh, to incorporate more of our local mission, and we are now the Bridge Alzheimer's and Dementia Resource Center. Well, that's great. And you're located on? 851 Olive Street. Wow. And right in the middle of Highland. And it was uh, Dr. Booker, Gary Booker's um, office uh, before he passed away. Unfortunately, he was the founding member of our organization. So we were happy to be in the building and to carry on what he wanted for the community. I remember the many times, God, so many years ago, that I would go by and visit the doctor. And he would pull me in the office. I said, doctor, I'm just dropping off information. No you got to come in and talk to me. I said, Doctor, I know you have patients out there ready to wait. No, 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 no. You come in with me. We're coming to back. You sit down. I want, we want to chat. That chat sometimes ended up being an hour. <laughs> and I would tell the doctor, don't you have patients? I kept interrupting like every 10 minutes. Don't you? Oh, they can wait a few minutes. I just want to tell you a few things that, that, that I want you to help promote and vice versa. And, and he, we became ba- best friends. He would call me all the time. I would see him at different functions. Or, so it was yes. sad we lost him. And, uh, he was very passionate. He was passionate. Yes, about definitely, what he did and what, he's, um, what he did in the community for Alzheimer's. So, Paulette, tell us a little bit about the organization and and what does it do? Sure, sure. So, our mission is to provide um, resources, education, support services um, to patients um, with Alzheimer's or dementia, but also their family members and their caregivers. And and another big item that we try to do is um, promote the awareness of Alzheimer's and dementia in our local community. And that, that needs to be done. People sometimes forget about it. And, mm-hmm. and of course, it's... It, <laughs> no that, joke. No pun intended. Oh, uh, no. I know. Fun, but that, yeah. was, that, was a, that was an interesting <laughs> one. I think it's known, but it's it, it's a scary thing. When, when somebody tells me their loved one has Alzheimer's, that they seem terrified. They, they seem like it's mm-hmm. lost. Right, Doc? Do you, Absolutely. Do you hear that a lot? Yes. And, well, I get one of two reactions, either terror or... Relief, depending on how far down the road the the patient is, the family is relieved to say, "Okay, we have a name to this. Now we can go out and get some resources and and you know attack this head on and and what's available to us." And so there's two um, approaches, and obviously we are here to try to promote the second one, which is get a diagnosis, be proactive. There are some really exciting things on the horizon coming up that, that you can do. Positive. That is so positive because years and years ago there was nothing. It was very little and unknown. I know that LSU Med and a few others did clinical studies that were trying to figure it out. And I mean, it, I, can, I can tell you that the best of times sent a lot of people there to get the clinical studies, et cetera, that, uh, that, uh, 
that helped in this particular research. I think we were one of the mecca areas in, in leading research in some of the items. Right, right. And, and we're still at the forefront. So the, the exciting thing about the partnership between the bridge and I, I work at LSU at the medical school and I'm the director of the Center for Brain Health. So what we have is sort of a, a medical school community partnership. It's, it's really unique. And so my side of the, of the program is to help people get referred to specialty care um, help them get access to clinical trials if they want, um, and to to help with the more medical side. So the, there's a caregiver side, and then there's the, the patient side. And so we have a really exciting biomarker study going on right now. Um, it's a blood biomarker, so we're always looking for participants. Um, it involves taking a few paper and pencil tests and giving a blood draw. We can also give you an MRI if that's something you're interested in. Everything is free. All of these resources, whether it be the community side or the, the med school side, all paid for by grants and donations. And, um, and I also want to emphasize that we are by no means trying to put people in studies who don't want to be in a study. There's, again, there's two reactions. There's someone who says, hey, there's something new out there. I want to be first in line. And those are the folks we're looking at. If, if, if that doesn't appeal to you, we provide all of our services, and whether or not you're, which services which you service. take advantage of makes no difference. Well, that's good to know. Again, uh, after this, please send me. I, I was not aware of this of uh, these new clinical studies being available. Please well, there's let me a know big one. It. Yeah, so there's one other one that I'll mention that's really big, which is this new Biogen drug that's come out. Okay, I've heard it, about that. It's controversial. Um, but I thought we already did a clinical study on it. Well, it's a there's there's many studies. <laughs> there's many different companies, and there are many forms of this drug, and um, of this these monoclonal antibodies, and they they're slightly different depending on how they deal with the biology of the disease. Um, and this particular one has gotten FDA approval, and we are a post-approval site. Oh, okay. So the drug um, will be provided for free. Uh, to people who are interested in enrolling, um, it's it it's only for a specific a specific pathology that not everyone with dementia has. So oh, it's okay. so you have to meet the screening. So right. If so they the, call your office at what number? Um, they can call our new. Um, our new pro program at, at oh, Olive yes. Street. Yes, so um, that's the exciting news is that we now share the same location at 851 Olive Street. Okay. So in order to um, enroll in any of the programs or um, to uh, obtain further resources, our number is 656-4800, 318-656-4800. So they can call that number and if they want to, if they're interested in, in, in getting in any one of these clinical studies as well, right? Correct. And and we're going to talk. So I'm glad you brought that up because I think there's a lot of people out there be willing and able to do it, but if they know about it. And a lot of them maybe do not search the Internet for clinical studies in the area. Occasionally I do, and but I haven't done it, and I hate to say this, in six months. Right. Well, and these aren't fully registered yet. The the drug is still going to be a couple more months before we get through the administrative oh, okay. paperwork. Um, so it's it's only locally known. So it's not as a not a Yes, I'm giving you the inside scoop. Wow. I'm impressed. <laughs> You're I'm getting impressed. a lot of inside I'm, scoop I'm today. impressed. <laughs> I'm impressed by that. Okay, but so I, call and give us your name. We'll put you on the list and as soon as we get all the approval, we'll just 
run through the list. We'll call up everybody who so is interested. I want to go back and, and emphasize to our listeners out there that, that the bridge offers resource services for people, their family members, if they have dementia, not diagnosed with Alzheimer's yet, but just plain dementia. Is that mm-hmm, right? That is true. So. And these services, they can call your number. They can go by and visit you, mm-hmm. made up an appointment, and, and meet with you and your staff. And to help them getting those resources and information that they might need, correct? That is correct. And one of our best resources for caregivers is our support groups. Excellent. Yes. And so... um, Because they've been there, done that. And these caregiver support groups have people out there that have already been caring for a loved one for for a long time, right? Or just starting. Or just starting. So everyone in a support group, uh, their journey, where they are in their journey is different. And so you can help each other and you can learn new things. So, um, and these are all confidential support groups um, that come out together. And right now there's three active ones. You know, during COVID, there was a lot that closed and they haven't started back up again, but we're waiting for them to start. So um, we have three active ones right now. And one is at uh, First Presbyterian Church and they meet every second and fourth Wednesday from 1 to 2, and then we have one at a fitness lady in um, Bossier City, and she has her caregiver group um, from 9.30 to 10.30 a.m. on every third Saturday, and then at Broadmoor Presbyterian Church after hours, if the caregiver's working also, the same as Bossier City, they come at 5.30 on on the fourth Thursday of every month. We have facilitators there, we have speakers there, and we watch you know, videos to help them in their journey. Well, that's important. And and also you give them, I'm sure, handouts that they can take oh, yes. home yes. To, to educate others that may not be able to, the family members the, that may be taking care of their loved one, the mother, father, whomever, uh, because they, they all need to know a little bit, right? Oh, the more The more the better that knows about the disease, the progression yes. of the disease, and what to, how to take care for mom and dad, et cetera. Yes, and it's so important because they're actually – uh, talking with people that know what they're going through. So you have an ally, and that's what we want them to have as an ally as they go through this journey together with us. So that's part of our vision is creating a community where uh, no one affected by Alzheimer's dementia makes the journey alone. So it's we want you to be never alone. So the purpose of my show today is to educate all our listeners out there th- throughout the area to get you more people to contact your your the bridge so uh because i i Thank feel you. that many of do not know about you and I, I, that's part of the magazine and part of my radio show's mission is to educate people about sources in our own neck of the woods here that can help them and a lot of them feel they don't have a lot of help and, you, and i have there. another point on related to that which is that um if you are worried that your loved one has dementia or If you're worried about yourself, you can also call. We have a study now um, in partnership with Oshner to do uh, diagnosis of dementia also. So we take the full range. And and any kind of questions, you know, we may not answer the phone. We're not fully staffed yet, but we will definitely call you back. We're happy to answer any kind of questions on any of these things from the biology to the support. And that's important to know, right, Doc? It's, it's just like I have other doctors on my show say, it, early diagnosis is better than waiting years to determine I have the particular 
syndrome or problem, right? Right. And the, the better. The drug that we're testing is for people with the earlier stage. So it's it's now going to become really important. Um, before, when we didn't have much to offer, it was better for the family, but not necessarily for the patient. Now it's going to become important for the patient to get this identified as soon as possible so that we can intervene. So, so let's say... I'm going to give you hypothetical here. What happens if they visit their family physician and they bring their mother, father, uncle, aunt there and they suspicion, there's a suspicion that the person may have early dementia or even Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. Is the physician's responsibility to refer them to somebody to do a clinical diagnosis or is it the family member to take their family member to Oscar and to, to, to you at LSU Uh, Right. Well, we're working on creating a network there. So we're working with the Family Practice Clinic at LSU now to try to open up that pipeline. But our goal um, is to to expand so that that, um, busy primary care doctors who can't really, don't have the resources and the time to do the testing can refer to us and then we can do a more in-depth test and refer to a specialist if, if necessary. Well, I think more of that needs to be done and more about being the offer. I'm, I'm going to tell you one, one, Gary has thousand stories. You've got to be careful about that. So I'm going to mention a Dr. Booker story. So many years ago, God, I can't remember what year it was, but we had a health fair at Broadmoor uh, on the on Uri Drive and Connor of Broadmoor and is it Albany? That church right there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was like a record turnout. And Dr. Booker said he knew about it in advance, a lot of people going to be there. And he did, he came up with some kind of screening mechanism that screened like a thousand people there for Alzheimer's. Did you, were you there? I don't remember. That might have been before my time, but we have also done that. Um, he, it was remarkable, and even Gary took it. But confidentially, he would contact me, and he said, you didn't meet him. It was a, it was a form you filled out, and, and uh, it determined some factors. I don't know. I don't remember how it worked, but I didn't ask the doctor the details, but I, I filled it out. And a lot of people did and were fascinated by that. And that was the first, I hate to say this, the first and last time it was ever done in a group setting like that. So maybe, I don't know, they had to get more releases in the future, but that was the last time it was happened in one of our health fairs. Yes. I, I remember I remember Dr. Booker said, can I do it? I said, hey, I don't bother me. He doesn't bother me. To well, we would be happy to, to reinstate that practice. That, that should be done in the near future. Well, hold that thought. We'll be right back with more information. And now we're our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by AERP Louisiana and ABES 10 and Country S Report. Your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary Kalidas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 101.7 FM and 710 Keith. Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 101.7 FM and 710 Keith. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AERP Louisiana and Bears Telling Country Ish Report, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Joining me on my show today are two special guests, is Paulette Freeman, the Executive Director of The Bridge, the Alzheimer's Resource Center, and also joining us is Dr. Elizabeth Disbro with LSU Health Sciences Center, right? Correct. As well as a member of the Bridge community, correct? They're correct. Part, and they're, they're teaming up, we just learned, I didn't know this, that they're teaming up their offices together to share uh, and to collaborate and to, to work together to help people in the area with Alzheimer and dementia. 
but also helping those patients, but also the family. I think it's important to emphasize that your organization just doesn't help just the patients, but the family members who are sometimes uh, affected tremendously about their loved one. Absolutely. And you could have that caregiver burnout. They need to understand how to deal with that particular aspect. So I want you to mention to our listeners out there, how many people in the area do we know that are affected by Alzheimer's? Uh, thousands. There are thousands within a 75-mile radius. And that's the ones we know that are diagnosed. Mm-hmm. We don't know how many are not diagnosed, Correct. right? And and we also know that in our area, especially in the rural communities, they're, the, um, these things are underdiagnosed. So I thought I might mention that there's a lot of confusion between the term dementia and, and Alzheimer's disease. Good and point. Alzheimer's disease is a specific pathology with plaques and tangles um, that results in memory loss and it's a progressive neurodegenerative disease. But there are other ways um, to get some of the same symptoms, which we use dementia as sort of an umbrella term. Um, you can have cognitive dysfunction in Parkinson's disease and ALS. Um, there's a vascular uh, dementia. Uh, there's a Lewy body dementia. So there's 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 aging is is dangerous. There are many different ways. Thank you very much for that comment. <laughs> there are many different pathologies for cognitive decline, but Alzheimer's disease is one specific one, and it's the most common one. So 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 when somebody tells me they forget their keys, there are a bunch of factors that they can't remember a birth date of their granddaughter, or they can't remember. Gary, I met you, but I don't remember your last name. Is that a form of dementia? No. There, so that's a really good question. There's, Unfortunately, as we get older, we, um, we don't remember things as well as when we were younger. Um, when the, that line between normal aging and dementia is, is blurry, but um, if, the, if the problems are interfering with, with uh, if you get lost going to work, um, if you can't, if your banking becomes disordered or your taxes that's a common one um, and so it's um, if you're upset that you can't remember something then you're probably fine <laughs> wow okay that's an interesting comment if you're upset if you're frustrated that you can't find your keys and you think I might have dementia you're you're okay um, it's the dement- dementia is more se- more severe. Um, so you wouldn't know. So you wouldn't know. You would definitely have be in denial if you had these things in a way. Right? Well, not yeah, not necessarily denial, but as your cognitive function declines, your ability to you know monitor yourself and worry okay. about it also can go down. That's so. the first time anybody's mentioned that to me. So I'm gonna feel good about that. I, I get stressed out when somebody can't find my keys. I have places for everything now. So uh, I also I do too. <laughs> and I also found if I write things down, write people's names, and I visual visualize it, my memory bank stores it better uh, for some reason. Yeah. So um, there are definitely uh, little tricks like that. If someone hands me their business card at a meeting, as soon as they turn around, I write something about them on the back of the business card so that I can remember it. I mean, so you definitely need to compensate um, as we get older, and that's all part of normal aging. You know, and and then some of the cultures back then, you know, you you would say, um, I never visited Japan, but had Japanese people visit me, and and the first thing they ask for you is a business card. You, you've been down, and, and I was told by the protocol people at Washington, D.C., I was involved in the government. So, uh, what? 
present your business card. They won't even talk to you or relate to you until you present them a business card. So I present the business card. We started chit-chatting. He looked at the card. He did exactly what you did. This was back in the 70s. And I said, wow, that's a great culture idea. And you have to present the business card facing them so when they receive it, they can read it. <laughs> that's exactly right. That, I mean, it was so there's little tricks like that to help with your brain health. That's so that's right. nice. Yeah. So, so what's the... Nationwide, we have over six million people. That, mm -hmm. That's six right. million Americans with wow. Alzheimer's. Yes, yes. And the the death rate is pretty high. Um, I don't know the exact death rate, just because there's a lot of other factors. Yeah, you know, people with Alzheimer's die. I don't know exactly how. I'm but a the pan, but since during the up. pandemic, yes, we've seen an increase of 16 percent of oh. deaths during the pandemic. Is that because of people not having enough caregiver support? There are probably a lot of factors involved. That, that and they're not able to see their family members that, who come in to visit them and help them. So, you know, nursing homes shut down. So they're seeing a decline in the patient's um, well-being now when the family members go back to visit. So we have, mem you know, we have community members coming into us now and say, oh my goodness, you know, I went back to visit my mother after COVID and she, her, and, you know, it's just declined. And so now they're having yeah. to rebuild and trying to face those issues as well. And once again, those coming into those caregiver support groups really helps them understand what's going on. I thought this was interesting. Over 11 million Americans provide unpaid care for people with dementia or Alzheimer's. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. 11 million. And it, you, and you, you've stated here it's almost $257 billion in value. God. That's right. And a lot of people can't afford private duty services. And, uh, mm -hmm. and, and most and, people can't. And I mean. so it's sad that uh, a lot of it's unconstant. You know, in statewide, there's 204,000 caregivers, and the sad thing is 55% of them have a chronic health condition. So what's happening is a lot of the times the caregivers aren't taking care of themselves because they're taking care of their loved one, and then they have health issues too. So we try to stress that in our caregiver support groups that take care of yourself, take care of your health also. So I want to mention to our listeners, again, if you have a loved one, if you have a family member, if you have a friend that has uh, dementia or Alzheimer's, contact them. Uh, the phone number is 318-656-4800 uh, or go by and visit their offices. And I want to emphasize, we didn't mention, but all of their sources and resources and is free of charge. Yes, yes. And that's Everything. fantastic. I'm all under one roof. All of the one roof. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you can go visit these out, out uh, different uh, uh, support groups. But, in, again, you can go by visit staff and people there to help you or to understand better, to get literature, to get information. Mm -hmm. But it's important. Knowledge is important. So they need to get more information. And I have a lot of people telling me, well, Gary, I'm going to go Google it on the Internet and, and find information and download it. Well, that's sometimes good. But it's good to have a one-to-one -one mm -hmm. conversation because everybody doesn't exactly fit the brochure. Right. 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 And so. not everyone has great Internet access or um, a lot of those things that are available on the Internet. So AARP has a great caregiver support program. It does. It's really targeted to college-educated folks through the vocabulary and 
and what have you. And that's not necessarily, and that's a, you know, that's a, a slice of the folks that need it. But there's a lot of other people that that's not as accessible to. And so we can, you know, with one phone call, we can really help guide folks and in make the right them un- better understand those particular aspects, rather than and being what fits their specific situation. Well, that 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 is that is super. So again, I want to emphasize, listener, it's free of charge. I've had some people telling me that they did not want to access you, Paulette, because they thought it might be exorbitantly priced and and they they would not be able to afford it for their love. They had to go in there and and utilize the services, not be able to pay for them. So right. they, they were concerned about budgeting and the concern. But this, so I want to emphasize the fact that uh, yes, we're a nonprofit. We receive grants. We receive donations. Um, and that, that's how we operate. So um, we want everyone to know that for sure that there is no price involved. So what's the us. what's the most important thing that you can provide? Let's say the top three things that you can provide a, a person with early uh, diagnosis of Alzheimer's, a family member, that the that the the bridge can help them. Well, the main thing that I do that I think is difficult for people is I help them navigate the system to get an appointment with a doctor. Um, who knows about dementia because I so like you said the family practice primary care person um, they have a limited amount that they can do and so if the person has more questions needs more care I can help them navigate the system mm-hmm. um, and get in the the wait's going to be a couple of months but we know I work there so I know how to navigate the system so I oh, think that's super that's one of the things that people have been the most um, Mm-hmm. excited about and then also the access to these new drugs and these biomarkers and and things like that so those are the two main things that I do mm-hmm. and then uh, so for us it's the of course the literature but some uh, many times they come in they're overwhelmed by the financial and housing assistance what do I do what do I do so um, we have a uh, people that can help them navigate their way through the financial part of it, the legal aspects of it, and also uh, what further living assistance they will need or care for their loved one. So like starting in August, we're going to start having at our uh, facility our first Wednesday workshops. And the first one is going to be on the legal aspects, so the, the important paperwork you're going to need once the diagnosis is made. And then the second workshop, which will be in September, will be um, how to navigate your way through the the assisted living part and how to pay for it. Wow, so, that's going to be fantastic. Yes. Well, let us know about those that help to promote it. Because yes, I was just do. thinking about that. Uh, I've had some attorneys that telling me that, you know, depending on the cognizant factor of a, of a loved one, if, if he or she gets in a certain stages, she can't do a health care power attorney or can't do a lot of document, they're stuck. They have to go to court and spend thousands and thousands of dollars because their mother is not cognizant of fact to, to sign, to make changes to her will, to make changes to her other documents. Is that mm-hmm. true? Isn't that true? Absolutely. Yes. And the speaker so It's that better to have... do that now than later because right. that can be serious problems and also going through all the legal hassles with our courts and dealing mm-hmm. dealing with it. and also dealing with other family members who wants to get in, involved now and, and mom or dad you know needs to, to be set up prepared for this illness it's going to progressively get worse right 
correct. Yes, family dynamics are very can be very difficult to deal with also. So we try to help the family members. We have a social worker that um, we can ha- that can meet with family members as a matter of fact and talk about these things as the as the um, need arises. Okay. So so going going back to so the other thing, Paula, I think that you should emphasize when they come there, if they don't know already, is your support groups. Because if you have a newly uh, diagnosed or uh, they've been taking care of their mother or father, that these support groups can help an individual learn from others how they've dealt with their father, mother, loved one in, mm-hmm. in this scenario, right? Yes, it's absolutely. You know, we were talking about 20 years ago, there wasn't any information on Alzheimer's and dementia. Well, I was a caregiver for my father 20 years ago, and I had nowhere to turn. And if I had a support group, it would have been made a difference in my life. And that's what we're hoping to do with um, these uh, caregivers taking care of their loved ones. And, and the other thing they will learn is from your sources and from talking with people of, is what to do and what not to do. Yes, right? yes, right? yes. Oh, yes. Because th- those things can affect the family member, but also the, the, the one they're taking care of. But, the, mm-hmm. but dealing, I mean, uh, it, it's, it's sad. And it's during sad. The, yes, and during the support groups, they talk about how difficult it is. But what we also try to look at is the joy of taking care of your loved one, your true. mother. That That is true. There, There, there is... And, and making them have a, a high quality life as best as can be. I mean, it's giving them validation, validation, purpose in mm-hmm. life, and and, and it, it's difficult in that in that scenario as well. So hold that thought. We'll be right back with more information. But now work with our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana and Bears sending country a report. Your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary Kaligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana and Bears, Tending Country Race Report, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Joining me on my show, a special guest is Paulette Freeman, the Executive Director of The Bridge, the Alzheimer's Resource Center. Also joining us is Dr. Elizabeth Disbro. They're giving us information about their organization, how it assists patients and their family members with Alzheimer's and dementia. So thank you, ladies, for joining us today here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. Thank you. So we have two big events coming up. Uh, first of all, what's the event coming up in September? Um, so it's the 10th anniversary Hopeful Alzheimer's and Caregivers Symposium. Um, it's put on by the St. Matthew's AME Church um, Outreach Ministries. It's going to be virtual this year. It was virtual last year also. It's a really great community resource with you know, the sheriff's there, there's the VA's there talking about their benefits, um, that she always has a national speaker that's really interesting. Um, so it's going to be from um, 10 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. on Saturday, September 11th. And you can register at hopeful, the word is hopeful2021.eventbrite.com. So that's hopeful2021 
www.eventbrite.com, and I strongly recommend it. It's a and great I, program. The best of times have been supportive her since she started her first one thir- 13 years ago or 10 years ago? 10 years ago. 10 years like. ago, This yes. is her 10th we, anniversary. We, so. we were co- co-sponsors of that particular when she first started out. So, again, we're sad it's virtual this year, but she she is, expects pretty good numbers as they did last year. So, hopefully yes. they're going to do it. And we're going to be putting more information on our website as well as our magazine, et cetera, about that. So, Paulette, you're having a big one at the bridge, right? Yes, yes. So um, ours is an um, educational conference, and the title is Starting the Course, Learning to Navigate the Challenges and Meet the Needs of Those Affected by Alzheimer's and Other Dementias. It's wow. going to be held Friday, November 5th from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. It's a long day, all day, not a long day, all day. And um, we're going to have a nationwide speaker, and we're going to have local experts talking about um, the different um, ways that you can take care of and the innovative ideas now that's coming along. Um, so it's first of its kind in northwest Louisiana, and we're expecting a big crowd. It's going to be at uh, First United Methodist Church, and um, we um, are hopeful that we'll have a positive impact on our community to learn more about Alzheimer's. I'm, I'm sure it will. That's a great date to do it in, in November, November 5th. And uh, again, we'll, we'll definitely help on that. Again, mark your calendars Friday, November 5th from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the First United Methodist Church. This will be their first mm-hmm. uh, uh, educational course called Charting the Course, Learning to Navigate the Challenges and Meet the Needs of Those Affected with Alzheimer's and Dementia. So in, in closing, I, I thought, first of all, I wanted to um, uh, ask y'all, uh, ask the doctor, we've heard a lot of people talk about this Alzheimer's drug. I had tons of people ask me to ask you, tell us a little bit about it. Is it, there, there's so much positive and negative I mean, can you give us an independent uh, item about it? Right. So for me, I always wonder, in a study like this, would I sign my mother up for it? My mother has dementia. And um, I think, yes, I would sign her up for this one. It's uh, it's an infusion. It's once a month. It's the, the cost is really high, but if you participate in the study, it's all free. Um, so you may have seen something in the press about how they're investigating the cost of it mm-hmm. um, and it is prohibitive on the other hand they've probably spent 25 years and several billion dollars doing research on these drugs are they're so expensive to try to finally find one that works right um, so I, I see both sides of that but um, the problem with it has been that it causes some inflammation some neuroinflammation in people and the rate is higher than what what we would probably want Ideal neuroinflammation. Mm-hmm. So that means of your nerve endings, your nerves are in your brain. In your brain. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So maybe. But not headache. in everyone. That's what I was reading. It's not correct. Hundred percent. Not everybody that takes this particular study. Right. And it drugs. does seem to slow down the progression of the disease, which is the first um, time we've seen something like that. So the the drugs that are available on the market now. Um, help with the tension and some other things, but they don't address the pathophysiology of the disease directly. And this one does. It's the first one. So, um, but doctor, they did do some, and I was somebody was telling me, well, the FDA approved it, and I said. 
they bound to have done some clinical studies before they released it. Got a lot of, it. Yes, they've done a lot of clinical studies, and so um, the the they're looking at the data. And some of the doctors on the panel are really excited about the positive mm-hmm. disease, you know, cognitive improvement. And then the other ones are worried about the neuroinflammation, and they're sort of split between those two things. And that's why they're arguing. Um, and arguing in science is actually really good. It's not like at the dinner table when you go home and <laughs> for Christmas and talk about politics. We um, that's how that's our process. So we're worried about this neuroinflammation. So that means that studies are being launched as we speak about that neuroinflammation and how to fix it and what why it's happening. I was going to say how to fix it. it. That's probably the, the scenario. Is exactly. They're trying to figure out what part of that formula that they came up with the antibody that that may be causing the the inflammation mm-hmm. of the the neuron, the nerves in your brain, right? Right. And there's the government, our government, our tax dollars are going to study these kind of things. Well, I think it's important to note when they first made the announcement in June when it was released that they had it open to all, 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 all Alzheimer's patients. And then just last week, just last Friday, the FDA announced and Biogen announced that they're narrowing it down to early onset of Alzheimer's. So that narrows it down. Right. So those side effects should go down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, that's an interesting it. point. And yeah. it's, mm-hmm. it's more effective in the beginning part of the cascade, the disease cascade of what's happening in your brain. This is targeting an early step in the process. And so we need to, to use it for early. Is folks. there any other drugs in the therapy and the horizon? Are we still doing other clinical research? Absolutely. Yes. There's, there's, vaccines and I mean there's all kinds of exciting things um, the trick is to make it from the animal model to the human and that's a tough transition but there's a lot of different groups that are madly trying to get uh, because dementia like I said is more than one thing so um, there's a cardiovascular component there's this uh, there's this um, pathology that's targeted by this new drug that's so there's several different pathologies and there's drugs going after all of them it's a huge, exciting effort right now. Mm-hmm. So, so stay tuned. Uh, <laughs> stay tuned. That's, that's good. That's, so that's the, a positive. The speaker that we have coming in for our conference is Dr. Richard Isaacson, and he studies uh, Alzheimer's, and he is um, linking Alzheimer's to um, chronic conditions like diabetes and heart disease. So he'll be addressing that at the November conference as well. Well, I, I noticed in our in our little outline here that uh, Paulette was going to talk about at the end of the interview. <laughs> Give us some tips that you feel like improving that brain health and may help us uh, avoid getting that dementia and that Alzheimer in the future. What are yeah. some of your suggestions? Yeah, so, you know, it gets so serious with this disease because it is a disease that is so terrible where it robs your loved ones of all their memories. But here's some fun tips um, for improving your brain health. Try brushing your teeth with your non-dominant hand. Hmm. Okay. okay. Or close your eyes while getting dressed or performing other tasks. Good point. Yes, and you can wear earplugs to experience the world without sound. And then I like this one. Learn a new musical instrument or something that is completely new to you. And that challenges your brain to educate mm-hmm. it, right, to open up other other particular areas. So, again, thank you for joining us today. They're they're located at 851 Olive Street. That's the, the, the bridge, the Alzheimer Resource Center, 851 Olive Street in Shreveport. Their website is www.alzbridge.org. Of course, call them at their toll-free number at 318 318- 
656-4800 and that's 656-4800 or go by and visit them for more information do buy drop by they provide great resources for we them. take questions about anything <laughs> <laughs> to do with dementia that's good that's good to know well thank you again for joining us today i hope you get more and more people to come by and visit your office and ac- access the various wonderful services that you provide to people here in northwest louisiana so thank you again thank you Gary. thank you Please do thank our sponsors and advertisers to support our radio show and our magazine, The Best of Times. Remember, tell your friends to listen to our show next week for information that could benefit them or their loved ones. Don't forget to pick up your personal copy of The Best of Times in one of our 270 distribution locations. May God bless you and your family. God bless America. Have a great day and a great weekend. Thank you again for listening to our show. I'm Gary Caligas, wishing you and yours the best of times both today and every day. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 9 a.m. for more Best of Times. This is 1017 FM and 710 Keel.